you know, let this not be a word that just like was broadcasted, like a casted, like a seed all over the place. Father God, let this word just like be casted into each and every one of our hearts in a special way that it will grow and multiply and just like a prosper us, Father God, in, in, in just knowing how close you are and how you have done all things, Father God, for us and that uh, these, these words, Father God, be an encouragement for somebody. For every one of us today, uh, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So the title of this message is called, Let the Cleaning Begin, right? In order for us to live a, a simple life, we need to unclutter the things that are around us. We need to clean ourselves. So this is going to be like a, a nine-week series that I want to do uh, on decluttering or our cleaning um, our, 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 our thoughts, minds, uh, and our soul. Um, and, and the thing is that uh, you may say, like, uh, you know, what is this mind thing um, that um, we need to unclutter ourselves from? Wait till the end, and I will talk about that, okay? Um, but before we get started, let's go into the word. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is an amazing chapter. I want to begin in this chapter because this chapter talks about there is a time for everything. For everything, chapter 3, verses 1, it says, for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. And a time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and time to mend. And a time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate. A time for a war and a time for peace. So it's talking about all kinds uh, of things that we run into in our emotional bank. We have so many activities that happen. There is a season that God allows certain things to happen. You run into people for a season. 
They come into your life for a season and they leave, right? There are certain things that are so important for you in that season of life that is so important for you. You just like to spend time on that. And then afterwards, you just like don't don't spend as much time or you, you just don't even spend any time at all on that one. So there is a season for everything. And in the middle of all these things, right, it says in verse 6, there is a time to keep. Like we accumulate stuff. Uh, there is a time to keep, right? And, uh, and there is a time to throw away. Um, these days, like, uh, you know, what we do, we, we tend to keep a lot of stuff. We accumulate a lot of stuff, right? Um, Americans especially have this tendency. When I say Americans, I just want to broaden this uh, statement so that we are all included in that uh, statement, right? We, we are so good in accumulating stuff. In fact, we accumulate so much stuff in the house. At some point, it overflows from our house to our garage. And then it sits in the garage for months. And then we don't even use them, and it's still there. And what we do sometimes, we become very creative. We do garage sales. Right? So when you doing a garage sale, what are you doing? You're taking some of the things that you really don't need that you have accumulated. You want to give it to somebody. And the people who come to buy that, 99.9% .9 of the time, they don't really need what you are selling. But they are still taking that, so they will put it into their garage, you know? So it's like that, you know, we just like accumulate stuff, accumulate stuff, right? The Bible says there is a time to keep. Some of those things are very important. You want to keep, right? Some things are. But there are certain things you want to throw away. You really don't need those things, right? And uh, I heard... Miss Sarah cleaning the house. And it normally happens during the summertime, right? We, we throw away things that is not needed, right? Um, the, the, if the room is not tidy, you just look around. And if you have like a few minutes, that's one of the things that I would love to do. Anytime I walk into a room and if there are things that are not clean, I, I want to take those things and put it into its place, um, even though I caused the mess, but I want to clean just a little bit. Because if you clutter yourselves with all these things, your, your brain, your mind, and your heart just like, a, you know, it's just like cluttering itself as well, right? The cleaner we keep our car, the cleaner that we keep our desk, the cleaner we keep our garage, the, 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 the things that we, we don't need, we just like a purge and cleanse and unclutter these external things that are around us. You know what 
happens internally, it also starts to unclutter our heart, mind, and soul. And, you know, today we're going to talk about not just like uncluttering, you know, the physical things that I talked about, but I want to talk about uncluttering spiritual things, uh, uh, spiritually, that are things that are things that are there in our mind that we have accumulated over the years. And we are really finding it difficult to let go. It's almost like a God is trying to pull that away from your hand and you're not letting go. And God is saying, let go of that negative thought. Let go of that bad attitude that you have towards that person. Let go of this motive that you have that is not needed, that's selfish. Let go of this person who you are not able to forgive. Let go. And God is like pulling that out of our hands. And we're not ready to let go. And so that's why um, uh, the next nine weeks, uh, we're going to talk about what are some of the things that we need to let go, the things that we need to throw away, okay? First Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, right, that God has given to each and every one of us, it says, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Right? Spiritually, how can I, you know, purify myself that contaminates both my body and my spirit? Right? How can I clean my heart uh, and mind right? and my body right? from all these negative things? Psalm is the saying, first we'll talk about the heart. And how do I clean my heart? In fact, Psalm is saying, my heart is so bad, God, I don't want to uh, anymore clean it. Why don't you just like uh, take my heart away? And just like uh, create in me a new heart, a clean heart, and you renew a right spirit in me, right? And so, this morning, um, I want to talk about, like, a first, this is just, a, uh, we are setting up uh, a, a, a foundation for what is going to come the next, you know, seven uh, to nine weeks that we're going to be working on, right? So, here, in order for us to get to the each and individual area that we are going to go and ask God to unclutter, uh, the, the foundation behind this is to, how do I keep my heart clean? How do I watch over what is feeding into my heart? In the book of Matthews, uh, chapter 15, Jesus is talking about it. He says, 
it's, it's about the heart thing, right? Our heart needs to be clean. Our heart needs to be pure. Our heart needs to be regenerated, right? Uh, and the things that are going on in the heart needs to be uncluttered. We've, we've got like a stuffed things inside our heart. You know, every inch of that heart, we have just like a stuff to different things, right? And that's why in that, um, um, there's a parable that Jesus talks about. And uh, he, he says, hear and understand. Not what goes into your mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. You know, what, you know, breaks down um, the man is is not what is going into his mouth. That's what the, the Jewish people were just like a, so much in particular. Oh, he didn't clean his hands. Uh, he didn't, he just ate this food. Uh, he did this, he did that, he did this, you know. And Jesus is saying, what goes into your mouth that does not defile you? That doesn't make you like a, a sinful person. What comes out of your mouth? Right? So the Pharisees and the people who are listening to are like are getting offended by that because Jesus is directly talking to them. But then in verse 15, Peter, later in the evening, after everybody is gone, he just like steps into a quiet room uh, with Jesus, and he says, explain this to us, Lord. Explain this parable to us. So Jesus, as usual, he was just like telling him, you don't understand, really? And then he says, you know, do you not yet understand that whatever enters your mouth goes into stomach and is eliminated? Yes, God, I understand. I completely understand. Right. Okay. Then he goes on to verse 18. He says, But those proceed, which proceeds out of the mouth, come from the heart. So he's connecting what comes out of the mouth is actually connected to our heart. Because there is something in the heart that I have stuffed up, right? There's something that I've pushed into that heart, and that's just like a coming out, right? That defiles a man. So out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, right? Because we have stuffed inside those things, murders and adulteries and fornication and theft and false witness and blasphemies. These are the things that which defiles the man, but to eat with an unwashed hand does not defile man. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, the things that we fill our hearts with are the things that are going to come out of our mouth. What are we filling our heart with? Right? How do we how do know what am I filling my heart with? And that's what the next nine weeks is about. We're just going to go into the heart of every one of our heart, and we're going to pull out each and every one of these things. Right? We're going to pull nine things out of our heart the next 
nine weeks. The nine things that we are going to pull out are pride, discontent, worry or fear, judgment or criticism, self-centeredness, apathy, dishonesty, bitterness, and powerlessness. Those are things that we're going to pull out of our heart because the, 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 as Jesus is saying, this is exactly what is there sticking, stuck inside your heart, and we need to pull that out, right? And so how do you, how do you know what, what is inside that heart? How do I first begin by figuring out how and what I'm trying to do to stuff that inside my heart? This is what you and I need to do. And this message, when I'm talking about this message, this is not just a message for you. This is a message for me as well. Because sometimes, like, uh, you know, we come here and talk like we are like the holy of holies, you know. Uh, and we come out and say things like, oh, my God, I'm just like, a, you know, wanting to make sure you are doing the right thing. No, actually, the very same problem that I'm talking about here is a problem that I am dealing with, right? And every one of us are dealing with, we're dealing with the, these things that we have stuffed inside our heart. We have stuffed inside the pride. We have stuffed inside, you know, the self-centeredness. We have stuffed all these things there. We just need to pull them out because those things need to be replaced the pride needs to be replaced with love. The discontentment needs to be replaced with joy. Worry and fear needs to be replaced with peace. The, the, the judgment or criticism needs to be replaced with patience. Self-centeredness replaced with kindness. Apathy replaced with goodness. Dishonesty Replaced with faithfulness. Bitterness, replaced with gentleness. Powerlessness, replaced with self-control. What are we replacing with? We are replacing with the nine fruits of spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We need to replace all of our junk with something that only God can replace it with. Okay? But how do you, how did you how did I get here, God? What did I do to get here, right? In order to identify how you got to this place to stuff those things inside your heart, we need to look at the 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 time that we are putting into the different activities in a given day. We need to start journaling our time that we are spending. We need to take a moment. Here is what I'm going to challenge me, and I'm going to challenge you as well. Before you go to bed, I want you to pull that journal and write down what exactly 
did you do today? Okay? On the on the left hand side, okay, I want you to write down the things that you did today. Okay, from morning. Okay, I, I started with prayer. I just had my, even simple things. I had my breakfast. I had my, uh, my you know, I traveled to work. While I'm traveling to work, I was thinking, uh, while I'm traveling to work, I'm making a phone call, right? Come back. Uh, uh, I was just uh, spending my day watching TV. Then I did this. Uh, I did that. I want us to start journaling the time that we are spending on the left side. And on the right side, we just only need only one column in there. And that one column should say, did this glorify my God? We need to answer that question. Did the work that I did help me to get closer to God or help me come away from God? You may say, like some of those activities, I was trying to get to work. Great. You were trying to get to work, but during that time of travel, you did something while you were trying to get from point A to point B. You were talking to somebody over the phone. You were there. So anything that you do in a given day, right, affects your heart, affects your mind, affects your soul. We need to take those unwanted conversations out of our life. We need to take those unwanted things that doesn't glorify things. You know, you can replace it with something. Once you know you actually spent eight hours doing this, really? Did I do this to just like, you know, during the day? You will start to see how much of those time that you did has no eternal value? How much of those that you did actually fed your soul and your heart and your mind with bad stuff? Right? So start journaling your time. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a moment to do that as well. Number two, look at your spending account, your bank account you will know where your resources are going. That's what is filling your heart. Those are two things. Look at your spending account and journal your time. Right? The thoughts that we allow into our mind to harbor right, that can keep us from walking this life or pursuing this life of purity. Right? We need to switch off some of those things as part of cleaning. We have to clean certain areas of our life that is just defiling our heart because it did not come overnight. I know Pastor Stephen's son, Elijah, is just like going through a lot of criticism. And he's only a 16-year-old boy and I think, uh, you know, if anyone is out there listening to this online, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, we should blame Elijah for anything. Um, you, you know, so he's just a 16-year-old kid. He's just like a released an album, 
And in that album, he's talking about the guns and women and uh, inappropriate reference to women and uh, Baggett and all these kinds of stuff. Okay, so yeah, so he's made a mistake. He's just like a, you know, um, he's like a, he's saying how his eyes are like a, you know, the diamond that he has in his possession and the money that he has in his possession is just like a, like he's just like a, talking about all kinds of stuff. Let's not go into what he's singing in that song. But the point is this. He's just very young and he's just making mistakes and, you know, what is there in his heart is just like a coming out. But the point that I'm trying to make is this. Right? We all make mistakes. We all have fallen down. And we all need to be clean ourselves up. Okay? And so when so, those kind of things come out of the mouth, that's what it came out of his mouth, uh, the things that were there in his heart, all we need is just like a prayer for this kid so he will get his act together. Right? And the thing is that, now, you know, same way, a lot of things that we say out is actually coming out of our heart, what is there, right? And so we need to switch off what is feeding into our heart, right? The social media, right? Today, we have so much of things that are offered to us, right? They come and distract us from the truth and the love of God, right? The television, the social media, right? Uh, and and the music that we listen to, right? Oh, or the news channels that we are reading from, right? Have you ever had a moment, right, when when you were watching something, all of a sudden, an impure thought, just like a ran rampant in your mind, right? You you actually did not have that thought at all before you started to watch that movie, before you started to watch something on your computer, if there's just like a, a, a small blink that just like a showed up and it's just like a corrupted your mind. So that's, and, and your heart as well, that's how easily that the enemy can just like, a, you know, put these things into your mind and into your thoughts and in your heart. We need to take a captive of these flawed thoughts that are held inside our heart, right? We need, we're, we're all work in progress. We all need purification. We all need to clean up. If you ask Miss Sarah today, after she did that cleaning, all that house cleaning that she did, how did she feel? She will feel relieved. She will feel like, oh, my God. I, I, you know, after you clean the house, you would actually walk around that place two, three times. Why? You just are so proud of, like, that cleaning. And I pray that's how you're going to feel after we clean up some of these areas in our life. We will feel proud and that we will feel accomplished and that – God will just like after that put a guard around our heart and guard our hearts and mind just like what it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Okay? 
So being conscious of like a what goes into our heart, being conscious of like a shutting down the things that does not need to go into our heart, right? Then also being conscious of what comes out of your mouth. What do we say to the people, right? When there is a bitterness in your heart, what comes out of your mouth will be like so toxic. Now, it affects the next person who's listening to you. When, when you feed your heart with like a lustful thoughts and uh, lustful things, uh, what comes out of your mouth uh, is going to defile not only you, it's going to defile somebody who's listening to those. So we need to starve the impurities to get into our heart. We need to make an effort, a conscious effort, to just like do certain things in our life that will just like stop this negative thoughts from going into our heart, stop us from just like getting into a place where we feel like we have allowed this. Sometimes we're not able to sleep at night. Sometimes we're not able to you know, get ourselves to a place of peace in our conversation. Sometimes we're not able to actually feel comfortable, you know, doing certain things. Why? Because there is an internal conflict that we have between right and wrong. And we need to put those things to bed. We need to take that out of our heart and clean us up. Number two, so I talked about like a cleaning our heart. That is very important. That's the first and foremost thing that we need to do. Number two, we need to clean the things that we love the most, unclutter the things that we love to do in our life. We talked about this. Uh, one time in the past, a couple of years ago, when we think about like a, you know, cleaning our heart, we're always thinking there is a junk sitting inside your heart and you need to go and throw them out, right? Removing the unwanted things from your life. Uh, when you think of that, uh, you're thinking, oh, I need to take that anxiety out. Uh, I need to take the fear out. Uh, I need to take that anger out. Uh, I need to take this bad thing out. I need to take this unforgiveness out. So we're always thinking the negative things needs to come out of our heart. But also, we need to know how to also not feed ourselves with all the things that we love to do, so much so that it is actually blinding us from from doing what God wants us to do. Too much of these things that we love to do, the vacationing, instead of like, I've heard like these guys who travel, they're traveling for 365 days. There's a guy who actually bought a yearly contract uh, with a, a cruise company where He's on the cruise ship the entire year, 
really? How can you just like spend the entire year cruising on a ship? I, I'm not even joking. You should check, check this out. How much these guys are spending time on vacationing. It's, vacation is good, but at the same time, we just have to figure out a way to just like know the boundary so that we can actually get to the place. After we, we just like spend so much time with that, we need to, you know, get away from that so we can actually get to what God wants us to do. We need to make room for doing things, what God wants us to do, right? And so sometimes it, uh, that means like a, you need to throw things away that is just like a taking us, uh, getting us closer to God. Acts chapter 27, Paul is on this journey, right? He's going to Rome. Uh, he's going to be put in prison for a crime that he did not commit. Nero was ruling the uh, Roman Empire. He actually did not like a certain place uh, in Rome. Uh, he didn't like that, and he kept saying he wants to change that that, that corridor um, with the, what he wanted to put. And because the, the 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 council did not like him, he actually caused it. He burned that place himself. And so they came and asked, how did this thing happen? In fact, Nero burned that place, right? But instead he said, oh, these Christian terrorists, that this movement called Christianity that is getting formed and this terrorist group led by this guy named Paul, he actually just caused it because there were certain things that were rumbling in Ephesus and Athens and all these places. He used that to just like a put Paul into prison. So Paul's going into a prison for a crime that he did not do. And he has to travel, he has to travel two or 3,000 miles by sea and uh, while they were on their way to Rome, um, the, there was a, a big storm that comes, um, and it's going to wreck the ship. And uh, Paul knows this drill very well because he's been through three shipwrecks before, right? So these sailors were trying to jump in the, into the water so they can actually escape from the ship that's going to break down, right? And it's going to sink, right? Um, and so what they did is they, uh, in verse 30, it says that the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship when they had let down the skiff into the sea under pretense of putting out anchors from the pro. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the rope, ropes of the skiff and let it fall off. And as the day was, as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all, he was just telling them all, to take food, saying, today is the 14th day. You have waited and continued without food, and eaten nothing. So they, this wasn't just like a first day 
This 14 days has gone by. Nobody is out there to rescue them. They're stuck in the middle of the sea. And he says in verse 34, Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment. But this is for your survival. Since not a hair will fall from your head, from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And then he had broken it and he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on this ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. Here's the thing. If that ship had those things, those things like the wheat and the food left behind, it wasn't going to help them. It was a good thing for them to eat. It was a good thing for them to have. And after they had eaten, they threw everything that was left in there into the sea. Why? Because that's the only way they can escape from the ship. And the Bible says And that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at some of those things in our life the next nine weeks. We're going to look at the things that are just like a cluttering our hearts and minds, right? And the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 36, right? God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. That's my prayer for every one of us. It says, I will sprinkle a clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. Right? If we make one step towards that direction, the Bible says God's going to put like a hundred steps towards us. Right? He says, I'm going to clean all from your, your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. God says there are some things that are unclean that is sitting in your heart and your mind and your soul. I'm going to clean that. Not only that, there are some idols that are sitting in your heart. There are some idols that are sitting in your mind and soul. I'm going to cleanse them as well. After I clean all of those things, God says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Right? And and the thing is this. I, I, I want us to chew on this word that comes in Ezekiel chapter 36. Right? And the thing is that, like a lot of times, we think we can actually clean ourselves. We think we can say no to that one thing that is 
absolutely we know is the one that is causing us to go away from God. We think, I am going to not eat that ice cream. As simple as that, right? You think to yourself, like, I'm not going to do that one. And then the next time an ice cream shows up, you fall flat on your ground and grovel over and say, please, you know, just this one time, can I just eat this ice cream? And tomorrow, from tomorrow, I will not do it. The, the thing is this, right? A lot of, I'm, I'm just, I just made a, a very lightweight of that statement. Well, really, that's the same thing with every single activity. It may be watching a bad movie. It may be like, a, you know, spending time with someone that God says to you, don't spend time with her. Don't spend time with him. There, are, there, there is a reason why God sends that warning to you, and you actually beg God or you convince God to say, no, 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 God, this is not that bad as you, as you think. This is just like a one cup of wine. This is just like a one lottery ticket. This Powerball, if I get this money, I'll give it to Proverbs 36. Come on. I know I'm speaking to somebody on this line right now. Please, don't allow even small things like that to enter into your heart because that's how the enemy gets control of your heart. Right? And God says, I know, I know, I know you have tried so many times to get rid of that from your heart. I know you're not able to. I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to sprinkle clean water and I'm going to wipe that area out. I'm going to clean all those things that is just like out there that's just stuck there. I'm just going to clean that uncleanness and I'm just going to take those idols out of your heart. Anything that comes between us and God is an idol. If, if taking time to do certain things takes away from reading God's word, that's an idol. You may be, it may be a good thing, but then if that takes away from you spending time in his presence, then that's an idol. Right? And God says, I'm just going to remove that idol from your, from your life, and I will cleanse you. Be careful. Again, when God puts his hand, he's going to clean that area out because you're giving access to God to clean yourself. Right? And I'm going to allow God to clean myself. He's going to rip apart some of those things out of our heart. And it is going to be like, oh, my God, I just don't want to leave it. God's going to say, don't worry. That thing is not going to be, uh, you know, uh, an end of this world. Let's go after things. Sometimes it could be a job. It's as, as important as that, uh, but when you just let God be God and when you become open to Him, He is going to do things that can only make you better 
and only make me better. And that's why I'm just so reminded of this song that says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and our grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. That's why there is nothing hidden from him. He knows every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And so come prepared. We'll go through this journey and let God clean our heart, our mind, and our soul. Ms. Katina. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Cyril. I tell you, we serve an awesome, awesome God. And he always shows up, and he will supply us with exactly what we need. Like, we can really just sit back and be like a leaf that is just floating down a stream of water, and we don't have to worry about the who, the what, the when, the where, the how. He will take us exactly where it is that we need to be. This message just really blessed my soul, and I am just so eternally grateful and thankful. Pastor Cyril, you have no idea how this ties into the conversation that I had with you recently where I was talking about the women's retreat and talking about, you know, me finally, you know, deciding that I just did not want to run away from this anymore. I could not run away from this anymore, that God was calling me to be able to lead these women to him or to create a platform where he can actually meet us where we were at so that he can do the work that he has for us to do. And in one of the messages that he gave, he said that I'm going to release you. I'm going to release you of some things. And this is tying right into that. This whole release process has been nothing but a a cry and a call for him saying, I need to declutter you of some things. There are no longer things that we're able to take or that we need to take for the road. You know how we're getting ready for his trip and we're trying to decide exactly what all we're going to put in the luggage, what what all we're going to need when we get to where we're going? God is saying the stuff that you thought you need, you don't need those things. He says, I have a new plan for you. I have some other things that I want to put inside your luggage for you to take along for the trip. The things that you thought, they're of no use to me. Absolutely none. There, there are some things that you have got to release yourself from. You've got to be able to let go because I'm calling you to a place where you're going to need what I need to give you in order for you to be able to make my name known. So that is exciting news. That is exciting news to know that God cares about us so much that he is constantly weighing on our hearts and weighing on our minds for us to be able to give something up to him declutter our hearts because it starts in the heart. We, I always say, you know, that whatever it is that we think is what we feel in our heart. And you just, you just confirmed it. God confirmed it this morning that there are some things that 
We just have to not put in our mouth, not put in our minds, because they are connected to our heart. They talk about the heart posture, God doing me a good work, you know, open up the eyes of my heart. These things are all connected to your activity, connected to your words, connected to your thoughts that you have. You know, when we go before God and we repent of our sins, also ask him to help us and forgive us for our thoughts. Because we all think them. Every day it seems like there's something. I know for me, it seems like there's something that I may think that's not aligned with who God is. And I have to repent for those things. I have to humble myself and say, God, I fell short today. I didn't necessarily think the right things, and I thought some things that weren't aligned with who you are. we got to get to the place where we're real with God because he already knows, and he is after our heart. He wants to do a new work on our heart so that we can be cleansed of some things and no longer participate in the activities of the things or no longer think the things that will think the way that we used to think because he has something else for us on the other side. He's calling us to let go. We're just not ready to let go. So I ask you today, are you ready to truly let go? And I know God is chasing after you and you and you, you and me. You know, every day is something. It's something that is just I'm convicted of, and I know that I just need to just let that thing go, but I'm just not ready to let it go. And he recognizes that we're just not strong enough. Like, we can't do these things on our accord. But if we have a willing heart that wants to, I think he meets us right there, and he recognizes that. And the spirit of the one true God comes, and he actually cleanses us. He wants to, the scripture says, God wants to sprinkle us with clean water so that we can be made clean. I think that God recognizes that some of us have a desire to just not be that way, to not do those things, to not think those things, but we're just not strong enough on our own accord. We cannot do it on our own. Those are the times that we need to cry out to God and say, God, I need you to help me with this thing. I do want to let this thing go, but I'm just not strong enough. Lord, can you really help me with this? Your word says that you will sprinkle me with clean water and I will be made clean. God, cleanse me of those iniquities. Cleanse me of those transgressions. Cleanse me of those thoughts so that my heart posture can be right, so that my heart may be in the right place. God will give us, he will answer us, he will give us a new heart and a new spirit so that we we will be able to walk in his statutes, so that we can walk in his rules. He is calling us in order to he's calling us to a place where he wants us to release some things. He just doesn't do things because he's just sitting around with nothing else to do. No, it's purpose in that. There is a plan, and the plan is good, and the plan is so that we can walk in his rules so that he can have dominion over us so that we can do what he's calling us to do in the marketplace so that his name can be made known. That's the agenda here. Do these things on our own. We've got to be able to rely upon him so that he can clean us up and help us with this. Like I remember there was a time when I used to smoke cigarettes, and I wanted so hard to be able to stop smoking cigarettes. And first of all, I, I was a cigarette smoker with rules. I was a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a prude, so to speak, when it comes down to smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke before I go to work. I only smoke as if I'm socially, you know, can't be at a bar, can't be in a public place. I got to do it outside, or I got to do it, in, in, you know, in my home. And then I didn't too much like it in my home. It had to be outside. So I had all these rules. I didn't do it a few days out the week. I only did it on certain days. But God knew that I really, really wanted to let this thing go. 
I realized that I can no longer move in the direction that he wanted me to go in if I did not give that thing up. And I wanted to. I had a heart and a desire to. And I don't know what happened, but God moved me from one area of Maryland, and that was a forced move because I was living in a a condo, was only there six months, and one day the landlord received a letter in the mailbox. I got it out, called her about it. Well, she was foreclosing. I had to move. Six months living there, I had no desire to move at all. But God knew that he needed to place me in another place where I could seek after him so that he could do the work that he desired to do in me in order for me to be able to get to the place where he would call me to be so that he could rule in my life. And just as soon as I was okay with that move, miles and miles away, you know, God released me of that cigarette smoking. I don't know how it happened. It was just a miraculous cleansing. No longer desired it. No longer wanted to be around it anymore. You know, I, I just it, it had to have been just a, a, a miracle. A, a, the spirit just descended down on me and cleansed me of that desire. And that's what he'll do in your life, in your life, in your life, and will continue to do in other areas of my life, too, because he's not done with me yet. There are still some things. So whatever that we are connected to in our mouths and in our minds, we're also connected to in our hearts. And this, we're going to be talking about all these different things that God wants to release us of. And right now we're talking about our heart. What are we filling our heart with? Ask yourself that. What are the things that are idols in our lives? What are the things that are actually drawing a wedge between us and our God? We have to replace those things with the fruits of the Spirit. I love, Pastor Cyril, how you talked about those things and how they were contrary or how they were even connected maybe even to the the fruits of the Spirit. God wants to give us love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control, and the list goes on. And he wants to take away the power and the bitterness and the self-centeredness, the worry, the discontent, the pride. These are all things that that are just packaged in our hearts. God says, no, 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 no. Those things can't go along for this trip. There are some things that I need you to get rid of. So how do we watch over what is entering our hearts? How do we watch over what is entering into our thoughts? How do we watch over those things that we're actually saying out of our mouths? How do I keep my heart clean? Well, we need to just do a self-assessment, and we need to take captive of the flawed thoughts that enter our hearts. You know when you're thinking something that's not right. There have been plenty of times when I've been just walking down the street and just having an ill thought or driving in a car and have an ill thought, and I have to bring that thing back and be like, oh, my God, you know, God, I please repent. I repent. I, God, I repent for that thing. God, I don't know why I'm thinking this thing, but, God, I'm going to need you to cover me. Cover me. Cover my mind right now. Cover me. Cover my heart right now. Cover my mouth right now because these things are not aligned with who you are. We've got to take those things captive as soon as they come to the door. Do not let them in. And we've got to be conscious about what we're saying to others. You know, we don't want to be, we don't want to say things to other people that we know are going to hurt them, that's going to stunt their growth, their spiritual growth with God. We've got to be very, very careful about those things that we do and things that we say. Do you know that there are actions that we are performing and, 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 the, and people are actually watching us. They're watching what we're saying. They're watching what we're doing. And those could be the very things that's going to stunt the growth of another person. We are attached to people. So this is not really about us. This is about the people and the assignment that God has for us. 
He wants to rule not only in your life, but he wants to rule in the next person's life, the next person's life, in this world. He's calling us to a place where he says, I want to sprinkle clean water on you and clean this place up. Will you allow him to start with you? God, I say, yes, start with me. We have to starve ourselves of the impurities, the impurities, those things that we think about, those tainted things, those tainted actions. We can no longer be, be held captive to those things. We've got to starve ourselves of those things. We've got to fast. We've got to pray. We've got to turn down ourselves away from those things. You know what it is, food, TV, social media, uh, books, magazines, people. You know, sometimes we got to just give ourselves some, some, some distance between those things so that God can do a new work. We've got to unclutter ourselves of the things that we love to do. You know what that is. I know what mine is. And I'm saying, okay, God, I need you to help me with that because I realize that this thing right here, oh, I love this thing. I love it too much, but do I love it more than I love my relationship with God? Do I love it more than the assignment that he has for me to be able to help somebody else and be the light that's going to draw somebody else to him where he's going to be able to save them of their iniquities and their transgressions? I've got to ask myself that question. I've got to starve myself of the very thing that I love to do. I've got to blind myself of the things that God wants, blind myself of the things that's going to keep me away from what God would call me to do. And sometimes that's people. You know, sometimes people, call, people are too expensive. You know, the very thing that you're trying to get away from, the very attitude, the very weakness that you're trying to get away from, if you don't recognize that sometimes that's bad company or sometimes that that thing is just not conducive to where God would have you to be, You've got to bring some separation in between that. And so God brings you to a place where you are strong enough to be able to deal with that thing and deal with that person. And he's not only going to deal with you, but he's going to deal with them too. Sometimes I just can't be around you right now. It's too expensive. It's costing me too much. It's costing me. It's cluttering me. It's keeping me from God. I've got to declutter. Declutter myself. I've got to, got to get this thing away from me right now. I've got to make room for the things that God wants me to do. We gotta all get to that point. So I encourage you today, saints, to let God be God and allow ourselves to be open to Him, open to the very thing that He's trying to release us of, that He's trying to declutter us of. The things that He's saying, my daughter, my son, this one right here, that can't come for the road, can't come for the journey. You gotta leave that behind. We have a friend in Him. And he's rooting for us. He wants us to be able to win this war against the enemy for the edification of him because he is the ruler. He's the one in control. So I challenge you today, as I also join Pastor Cyril in his challenge, and journal. Journal what, you do, what you're doing in the coming weeks, the coming days. Journal it and ask yourself, the things that I did, did it glorify God? Or is it bringing a greater wedge between me and God? And you start there. Take an assessment of those things. Look at it on paper. And if it's bringing you far away from God, that's the thing that you need to go before God and ask him to help you with. God, I recognize. I repent. I ask for your forgiveness about this thing. Strengthen me, Lord. Help me with this thing. I don't want to be separated from you. I want to be closer with you. Release me. I surrender unto that thing. Pastor Cyril. Amen. Amen. 
this morning as we go into communion. Um, I just pray that uh, as, a, as an agreement with uh, Ms. Katina, as she summarized this, um, we need to ask God what is needed for the road. We may not be able to take everything on the road, so we have to let go some. And there are certain things that are dragging us down which we need to let go. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Now, we humble ourselves today. And it is so weary for us to even let you examine our hearts. God, it is so hard for us to let go of certain things. But today morning, Father God, we are open. We're just asking you, Father God, to come into our hearts and examine our hearts. Strengthen our heart today, Father God, in the areas where we need help. God, there are so many areas, Father God, where we haven't been pleasing to you. God, there are certain areas of our heart where pride is still sticking there. Mm. God, this unconfessed sin is sticking there. God, this this unforgiveness is sticking there. Oh, Father, we pray that you will just like remove them all from that place, Father God. God, we know you you are, Father God, the Father of every one of us. We are your children, God. Today, we receive you in our hearts as we take this bread. Father God, we give you access to those areas. Father God, uh, and that we accept, Father God, today, our inability to break away from certain things, inability to just like a completely be freed. But as we take this bread today, that we want to, Father God, be open, candid with you to say, as this bread touches our body, Father God, you have access to everything that we have. Our body, our mind, our spirit, and our soul is all yours. We give them to you. Father God, as we take this bread, Father God, in remembrance of you, let's take the bread.
that we are clean and we are made clean and we will be left clean until we see you face to face. Let's drink this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone has...